0: Let's go into Facebook's advertising portal and create a fake campaign as a useful way of thinking through how Facebook package and sell their audience to advertisers. Looking through the advertising model helps us understand how the Facebook audience is doing two kinds of labour. First, by allowing the platform to monitor them, they're doing the work of being watched, of providing the data that enables advertisers to target them, and secondly, By using the platform and viewing advertisers' posts in their news feeds, they're doing the work of watching, of paying attention to advertisers' messages. Let's see how Facebook used the data generated about audiences to sell refined moments of audience attention to advertisers. The advertising tool illustrates how Facebook packages audiences that can be endlessly customised and reconfigured based on advertiser preferences. Here you can see how your individual archive of data becomes useful when put into combination with the hundreds of millions of other personal archives that Facebook has. On the browser in the menu at the top right of the page, if you click the drop down arrow at the far right, you'll see a create adverts link. Hit that. First you'll see a screen asking you to specify a campaign objective and it doesn't really matter what you choose here. Choose one and then set up an account. You need to enter some basic info. Make it Australian Currency and Time Zone and then hit continue. Okay, so now you're through to the part of the model where Facebook uses its data to help you configure the audience that you want to reach. There are three important parts of this page. First up, see on the right hand side the audience definition panel. It starts off usually by defaulting to all users in the United States, and it'll probably say something like 212 million users, and the little meter will tell you that that's a broad audience definition. On the left hand side, you can begin to enter details that narrow down your audience and refine it. Once you've refined your audience, you can then scroll down to the budget section to find out how much it costs to reach that audience. Okay, so first, let's define the audience. Start off by making the audience yourself. So see how many people there are like you that Facebook can reach and what it would charge you to reach them. Okay, so go about entering some personal details about yourself. So first I enter Australia and we see the audience is about 14 million people. I change that to Brisbane and immediately it reduces from 14 million to 1.5 million Facebook users who have that characteristic. You'll see now on the audience definition meter, once you change it to the city, that you're now in the middle, and it'll show you a little map that gives you the geographical positioning of this audience. I then change the age range to a five-year window around my age, and what happens is it drops down to about 220,000 people. If I change it now to only men, it splits it in half, so now we have an audience of 110,000. Okay, so that's pretty basic information. There's 110,000 guys about my age who live in Brisbane that Facebook can reach. Where it starts to get interesting is when you go to the Detailed Targeting and Connections. So with Detailed Targeting, this is where we can begin to add specific interests. So if I add craft beer, it narrows it right down to less than 1,000 people in Brisbane with that interest. But if I delete craft beer and I just make it beer, it comes in at 29,000 people with that interest. If I add beer and coffee, it goes up to 41,000. So that's Facebook telling me there are 41,000 men about my age in Brisbane who either like beer or coffee. You'll see below that I could keep narrowing it further by clicking the narrow audience link. And here, rather than search for beer or coffee, I could delete coffee from the first box and add it to the second, so that the equation becomes that you must like both beer and coffee. If I do that, the audience comes in at about 22,000 people. Okay, so then now I go on to my budget and schedule. And we can see that Facebook would charge us to reach this audience on both Facebook and Instagram. Let's change the budget to $50 a day. If I spent that much, Facebook estimate I could reach between 1,300 and 3,500 people per day on Facebook and 3,900 and 5,000 people on Instagram. What's happening here is a live auction of the audience. Facebook's algorithms work out how much space it has on the platform and sells that space to the highest bidder. The more refined the audience, the more you might pay because you're competing for a smaller slice of attention. Also, the more competition there is for that audience, the more you might pay. So if you're the only advertiser that wants to speak to older men, you might pay less than an advertiser who wants to speak to, say, younger women, where there's a lot of competition among advertisers for their attention. Let's fiddle with it a little more. If I change the demographics from men in their early 30s to all men and all women, between 20 and 50 who like beer and coffee, the audience size jumps back up to 220000 Then, if I scroll back down to the budget, Facebook's now telling me that for $50 a day, I could reach up to 12,000 people on Facebook and 65,000 people on Instagram. What this demonstrates is that you pay more for a more refined audience because you're getting exactly what you want. Okay, To look at the dynamics of the live auction that takes place though, change daily budget to lifetime budget and set the period for one month starting today. It tells me that for $350 I could reach 1,600 to 4,500 people per day on Facebook over the next month. But say I'm a big player and I really want to speak to this audience, I could tell Facebook that I will pay more, effectively outbid other advertisers in the market. So say I bump my budget way up to $10,000 a month. Facebook will now sell me 14,000 to 36,000 slots of audience attention a day. Alright, but let's go even higher. Say I have basically an endless amount of cash to throw at this advertising campaign. For $100,000, Facebook would give me 78,000 people per day across the month. It tops out here at about half the audience. Facebook won't sell a single advertiser more than that, most likely because this would affect engagement with the platform by swamping people's feeds with repetitive content. The bigger the audience is, the more slots of advertising space that you're in the auction for, but also the less refined your audience is, so your advertisements might be more hit and miss. Another factor to keep in mind here is that there's a balance that Facebook are trying to strike between advertising and audience engagement. If you logged on to Facebook and only saw ads or too many ads in your newsfeed and not enough posts from your friends, you'd stop using the platform. And if you and many others like you stopped using the platform, it would have no audience to sell to advertisers. So Facebook runs data analysis to strike the right balance between putting ads in your newsfeed to generate revenue, but not so many that you stop engaging with the platform. It needs you to keep coming back to be able to keep selling slots in your feed to advertisers. The audience product that Facebook are packaging and selling is quite different to the traditional packaging of audiences by commercial media organisations. I'll illustrate this briefly using Frankie Magazine. Jump on Google and search Frankie Magazine Media Kit. Frankie is F-R-A-N-K-I-E and open the PDF. The media kit is the traditional way that advertising-funded media like magazines, television and newspapers have promoted their audience for sale to advertisers. In this case, Frankie Magazine has a media kit that packages their audience to explain to audiences who they will reach and be able to influence if they purchase advertising space in the magazine. The first and most obvious difference between the Frankie Media Kit and Facebook's advertising tool is that you cannot configure the Frankie audience based on specific characteristics. This is Facebook's competitive advantage, offering an audience that you can configure to your specific requirements. Facebook can also provide very accurate data on who views or clicks on the advertisements that you create and send through the network whereas Frankie cannot tell you who actually viewed your ad. But perhaps Frankie's advantage is the durable and ongoing relationships that they establish by forming a specific audience that regularly reads the magazine. Let's look through their media kit. You'll see that they describe their audience using many of the variables we saw in the Facebook model. The first page tells us that you can reach 340,000 readers per issue, The third page tells you the demographic variables. The audience is 70% female, has a median income of $75,000, and is between 20 to 35 years old. It goes on to explain that 94% visit websites they read about in Frankie, 89% have read the magazine for more than a year, 96% consider themselves creative, and 89% feel inspired after reading Frankie. And it confirms that 70% have purchased something after seeing it in Frankie. The Frankie audience spends $23 million a year online. And this is all based on survey data that the magazine collected in 2015. Frankie have less capability to let you configure the audience. For instance, you cannot say to Frankie, OK, that's great, but I only want my ad to be seen by your female readers, not your male ones. Facebook, though, can let you do that. While the Facebook model we see does not provide information about other web use or purchasing habits, Facebook increasingly do provide this functionality to large clients, enabling them to track customers across the web. They especially do this by getting clients to link their customer databases to Facebook's datasets to evaluate how Facebook ads impact on purchasing actions. Many of us will have had the experience of looking at something we'd like to buy on a website and then later seeing that object in our Facebook news feeds. Then Frankie go on to explain how they take great care to ensure that your ad fits the right vibe of the magazine. So the magazine offers real attention to creative control between brands and the content in the magazine. Facebook also pay attention to this, but not with human judgments about the quality of the ads. Rather, Facebook used data on click-throughs to gauge how readers respond to ads and ensure that they get the right balance between the quality and quantity of ads and user engagement. Okay, so then on page 6 of the Frankie Media Kit, we can see what they would charge for the advertisements. $7,200 for a full page, $14,400 for a double, and $11,000 for a back cover. Okay, so now let's go back to the Facebook advertising model. If you go to Facebook's Create Ads, set your location to Australia, and then the demographic variables to match Frankie's, female, 20 to 35, Facebook tells you it can reach 3 million people. But we want to narrow it down some. So we know Frankie readers are creative, and they're into fashion, craft, and design. So I narrow it down again to women between 20 and 35 who like both fashion and interior design. Then I change the daily budget to lifetime budget and put in $7,200, about what a Frankie ad costs. Okay, then I schedule it for one month. The estimated daily reach is up to 43,000 on Facebook and 38,000 on Instagram. So conservatively, 25,000 a day or 750,000 impressions a month. That's twice as many as Frankie. But here's the difference. Unlike Frankie, on Facebook we could continue to refine this audience further and further. If you buy advertising, you don't want wasted eyeballs, as it's called in the industry. That is, you don't want to pay to put your advertisement in front of people who are not in your target market. This is Facebook's big competitive advantage. It claims it can put your ads in front of the exact people you want to talk to when and where you want to talk to them. But as we see when we read Frankie's media kit, there are other judgments that matter too, like the relationship that a media organisation has with its readership and how it leverages that. For our purposes, we can think here about how two different media organisations package and sell their audiences to advertisers. In Facebook and Frankie, we see two different kinds of audience commodities – and the key difference is that Facebook's audience is endlessly configurable and customisable based on what advertisers are looking for. In this respect, we might see our activity on Facebook as productive. We do the work of registering our lives as data that enables ads to be targeted at us, and then we do the work of viewing and clicking on those ads, and sometimes liking and sharing them too. The engine room of commercial media businesses is creating, packaging and selling audiences to advertisers. Media platforms depend on the creative and continuous work that audiences do in expressing and registering data about themselves as part of their everyday lives.